May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts always be delightful in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'm sorry about the music. I've never done piano in church before. I know how to do the chords, but that's about it. (laughs) Good morning, Holy Cross Parish. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Claire. I'm pastor to the St. Bridget's Congregation at Christ Church Cathedral. あ、もちろん大学でオタクでした。ああ、もちろん。その上空がちょっと練習して。ああ、とにかくちょっと感謝しています。翻訳者様、ありがとうございます。英語でえ、続くしましょう。失礼します。All <笑> Let's do something a little different. Come along with me if you're willing. If not, you can just listen or take a little break if you need to. Do your shopping list. All are invited, none are compelled. If you want to, if you feel safe to, come along with me. If you feel safe to, close your eyes. If you don't, it's okay. Just soften your gaze. And let yourself breathe for a moment. Relax, feel yourself sturdy in the pew, and breathe deep. If there's any pressure points or pains where your body's touching the pew, you can just breathe into those and let them relax a little more. And now, go to a beautiful place. A place that's yours, where you're totally safe. Maybe it's a place you loved as a child. A house, a field, a beach. Or maybe it's just the darkness behind your eyes. And finally, think about someone who loves you. Coming to meet you there. It can be someone who's living or someone who's no longer on earth. Someone who knows you, with whom you have a shared vocabulary, who makes you laugh, who holds you when you cry. Someone you don't need to explain any of your weird quirks to, because they understand. Someone around whom you don't have to pretend to be anybody else. You can let them materialize in your mind's eye, How do they look to you? What do you see on their face when they look at you? Are they smiling? Is it just kind of a gentle look? Are they standing with their arms held out? Are they seated in a big comfy chair, but their lap is ready for you? Do they look at you with invitation? If yes, 
accept the invitation. Go into their arms, climb up into their lap, stand close next to them. If not, just stand there and contemplate every part of that beloved one. And let's rest in that moment. You can come back to this moment anytime you like, but now it's time to leave. So thank the one who loves you and become aware of your breathing. You can be aware of the pew under you, of your limbs, and wiggle your fingers and toes. And you're back here with your friends and with me. Okaerinasai. How did that feel? How did that feel? This is how God wants it to be with us. It might seem obvious, but I, I think we forget it often. Of course, for some, God might be the only one who makes us feel that level of safety. You know, it's not always easy. But often, that might even feel elusive and impossible because we might think that God, who knows all our sins and shortcomings, is more critical than our biggest critics. I think in the world that we live in, we're encouraged to believe that when someone knows our shortcomings, they're just biding their time until they can use them against us. Perhaps when Jesus tells us we should accept the kingdom as children, that's what he meant. Children are fully aware that they need help. They don't fuss about it. They ask quite unselfconsciously for the things they need and the things they want. And yet somehow we grow into adults who become so divorced from what we need that some die before asking for help, for support, for love. What do your kids say sometimes? They say, Mommy, I want a hug. They just ask. I want a hug. An adult might wake up one day and wonder how they ever got to be so lonely. The little kid just says, Mommy, I want a hug. God begs us, pleads with us to never lose that mommy, I want a hug relationship. And yet we often exchange this relationship, which is loving, but also somewhat dependent for the perceived power that individualism promises. The Israelites, newly born as a liberated people and sustained in the wilderness, built a kingdom and began to struggle. That's what kingdoms do. Enslaved anew by empires, they heard the voices of prophets like Jeremiah speaking God's word. And God, who has deep respect for this beloved people, says through Jeremiah, you wanted to be in right relationship. I gave you the Torah. I gave you the Torah to show you how it could and should be. Adults tell each other what they need. They tell each other what they need. Why are you acting like we didn't have that conversation? Okay, I don't know about you, but I don't get really ticked off with people I don't care about. 
I only get ticked off with people I really care about. I do my best to tell the people I love the truth because I respect them. Preserving the relationship is what's most important. So I try to put the work in. I have faith that they'll listen because they also care about the relationship. That's what God is like with us. Jesus tells a parable of a woman who wears down an unjust judge with incessant self-advocacy. I should probably take a page from that lady. (laughs) Jesus is not saying, this is what God is like and we should be like the woman. (laughs) This woman has enough respect, self-respect, to demand justice for herself from this bored jerk, and he relents. (laughs) But God doesn't have to be bullied into giving us what we need because God loves us. What do you do when your kid comes to you and says, Mommy, I want a hug? (laughs) Often the law or the Torah is contrasted with the gospel. One is hard and legalistic, and one is easy and generous. But this this framing, it's not helpful, it's wrong, it's, it's harmful to Jesus and to Judaism. Like the 95 calls to action from the TRC, the Torah is God saying, Do you want to be in right relationship? Do you really want that with all your heart and soul? I'm going to take you at your word. I know you're always saying you don't want to get it wrong. You don't want to offend me. Here it is. This is exactly what I need you to do to live in right relationship. That's a huge gift. Huge gift. How do so many of us still get it wrong? That's the same reason I still snap at the people I love or run late or decide I'd rather sit around than clean my house. (laughs) We're frail. God understands that. But to say that we don't know what God wants from us, we know what God wants. We know God wants us to be kind and patient and loving. We know God wants us to listen more than speak. We know God does not want us to treat this planet and its many creatures, our siblings, with apathy and disdain. We know God wants us to share with those less fortunate and to advocate on behalf of the oppressed and, you know, preferably not to oppress other beings in the first place. We were taught that as children. We don't always do it. Why don't we always do it? Well, we're human. Okay. We're not perfect. God, God understands that. But there are so many that still pretend that God's will is inscrutable. We can't know. Maybe, maybe how many grains of sand are on the beach God knows that. We don't know that. But other things, no, we know. And sometimes it's not clear what the right choice is. I've had times where I've lost sleep, where I've shook my fists at God and said, how can I do the least amount of harm in this crappy situation? Help me out here. But a lot of the time it really is as easy as just choosing the good. And if we can't or don't, which will be a lot of the time. It's as easy as admitting that we know what we have to do and sometimes we just don't want to. And that can just be the prayer. God, I know what you want me to do, but I really don't want to. (laughs) I've prayed that many times. God respects the honesty of that prayer. God respects the honesty of that prayer. God does not have to be bullied and wheedled for justice or love for you. God does not have to be bullied into loving you. 
Oh, God loves you. God's love cannot be bought or earned or stolen. It just, it just is. It just is. It's offered freely with total trust in the same spirit as it was offered to you through that person you imagined at the beginning of the sermon when we were thinking of the person who loves us. It's just how God is with us. Is that hard to believe? I, sometimes for me it's been hard to believe. Often even still sometimes. But Jeremiah shows us that we can rest in that precious love. We can rest in it. Remember, when the Israelites broke that first covenant, God just wrote a new one. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The one that you thought about at the very beginning, when I led you in that time of thinking. You know that one who loved you has made you a better person. You know they have. That too is the same with God. So, it is enough. You are enough. You are enough.